Welcome into Football at Four here. Scott Jackson, Show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Our pleasure to bring in Old Dominion football coach Ricky Ronnie with all the excitement today of the basketball news. The schedule dropped as well, and uh, Coach, good enough to give us some time after looking it over. How are you doing today, Coach? I'm doing well. Yeah, we, we kind of released that thing. Uh, I don't know if we released it at the best time, 11 a.m., right in the middle of the press conference. So, uh, um, but. No, it's it's great to finally have the schedule, and and we already knew who we were playing, but no when and uh, you know how the schedule kind of lays out is is a great deal. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we already knew that it was going to be a start at South Carolina, which is certainly a big challenge in itself. Uh, in these, uh, you know, the first uh, part of the season, uh, you know, got some big challenges on on the schedule. But just kind of overall, your impressions of it. I know there is a three game stretch of road games that maybe not be so exciting for you uh, in this thing as well. But what did you think overall? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, last year we had three home games in a row. This year we have three road games in a row um, at one point there, and. Um, and we start with two road games on the road in conference, which, which is a little unusual. Um, then, you know, we do have two home games in a row right after that. And one of them's our, our first Thursday night game that we know is going to be on ESPN when we play Georgia Southern. Um, so that's going to be, you know, a great deal, uh, a great opportunity for us to, um, be on national television. You know, I'm, I'm still hopeful that, you know, maybe the SEC network picks up the, uh, South Carolina game and, and that sort of deal. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be a, a great, you know, great experience for our guys to be able to play on a Thursday night and uh, national television and all that sort of stuff. It is going to be a challenge going straight from a Saturday game to a Thursday game. Obviously, it's a short week. Um, so, you know, I've already, um, like a sicko, I've already started planning that week out, even though it's, you know, uh, a good, uh, you know, 30 weeks away or whatever it is. So uh, I just want to make sure that I, I kind of find out the best way to do that because it is obviously going to be a little bit different. Yeah, no doubt. And double two bye weeks this year, right? It's over a 14-week schedule. Uh, what, what do you think about that and where the buys land for you? Yeah, I, the buys actually land in some pretty good spots. I mean, we have a buy after um, our third game, which is Virginia Tech. Um, you know, which we get them at home again, which is going to be, you know, an awesome thing. And, you know, if you look at our home or, or, you know, our home schedule for our fans, it's, it's pretty unbelievable when you consider, you know, East Carolina, which is a, you know, regional rivalry, you know, Virginia Tech, which we all know how important that game is. Um, Texas State, which is, you know, probably going to be maybe picked to win the league uh, on that side, you know, on the, on the West. Um, then Georgia Southern, it's always, you know, been a traditional rival and then JMU and Marshall coming in. So it's, it's a, it's an unbelievable home schedule. And, um, so that, that's, that's going to be great. The other bye week falls right after at app, which is a good one because, you know, there's no good way to get to app. It's a great environment and, and, uh, you know, have a lot of respect for coach Clark, but there's no great ways to get there. So, um, it's a, usually a long drive back and, and that sort of thing. So to be able to have a bye week that next week and, and maybe, you know, coming a little bit later on that Sunday and those sort of things is, is going to be important. Yeah. Also that last game, which had kind of been a home game, it feels like for a long time after Thanksgiving, this time is on the road at Arkansas state. So, uh, maybe, uh, that's a good thing too, as, as you know, cause it can be challenging sometimes with the, with everybody away to, uh, to fill the place up. Yeah, we, we actually did it two years ago. I think we had South Alabama during that, but it, it's what to answer your question or, you know, to kind of say how right you are, you know, South Alabama was having a really good year. They were nine and two at the time. And, um, I mean, man, maybe there were 6,000 people there at that game. And, um, and so, yeah, it, it, it can be a challenging, um, 
weekend to fill fill up the stadium. So, you know, well, I know uh, Arkansas State will do everything they can to to make that a, a a great environment, and so our guys are looking forward to it. But you know, it'll be one of those things where yeah, you have your Thursday, you know, probably with the coaches and everything, your, your Thanksgiving dinners, and then you know, next day wake up, get on that plane, and get going. All right. Speaking of uh, getting going, you guys have already uh, started out with some stuff going on here with, with spring season. So what are you allowed to do at this point? And, uh, you know, how does it kind of ramp up as, as time goes on before you hit the uh, crescendo with the spring game? Yeah, there's a lot of, um, we'll just call them uh, weird, really, they probably are idiosyncratic rules um you know going on right now you know you can't use this but you can use this you can't use you can't have a football out there unless it's a walkthrough and there's just all sorts of different things you can't have another person standing over the top of somebody simulating things it's there's a lot of different things that we can't be doing um but now you know we go into spring break um, I, I really, really liked our offseason. We had a bunch of guys gain great weight and lose body fat. Um, you can just see it in their measurements of, you know, their arms, their necks, and things like that. Um, our guys look bigger. They, they definitely were faster and moving and moving better. Um, and, you know, they're going to go on spring break. They're going to come back uh, Sunday night. We have a team meeting at, uh, you know, not this Sunday, the next one. We have team meeting at 8 p.m. Um, and we uh, – have some meetings on Monday and on Tuesday we get going on spring practice. So we'll go Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays um, for the next five weeks, get our 15 practices in and with the spring game on uh, April 13th. So um, I'm excited to be able to already get back into practice. It feels like the season just ended to be yep. very honest with you. And, and now we're already talking about getting back into practice, which, you know, spring ball is a great time because you don't have an opponent and you're just, you're, you're coaching. I mean, you're, you're really developing the kids and making them better football players and not necessarily winning, uh, you know, trying to win games. And so I think that this is the time when football coaches and coaches everywhere just love being around the guys because you're just trying to make them better. Ricky Ronnie's with us, Old Dominion football coach, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, joins us via the Valley Who's guest line. You've had some staff changes this offseason and even some changes to the changes uh, with a quick turnaround on one of your position coaches. But how do you feel overall now that you've, you've got that thing settled uh, to this point? It's static. I, 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 I really can't remember a time when I've just felt like the staff was more in sync um, and and – that uh, the players were, you know, trusted the staff and trusted what they were being taught, um, and all those sort of things. I think, you know, that speaks a lot to maybe me being, you know, a little bit more experienced as a head coach and, and you know, being able to direct those things. Um, but I think even more so, I mean, it speaks to me being able to make, you know, hires that I know are going to fit us. Now that I know our team, I know our organization, and all those sort of things. So I could not be more excited. Um, about the direction that we're headed. And, uh, you know, I think our, our new additions have been unbelievable. Well, this week's obviously been eventful on, on campus. Uh, you had a retirement with Jeff Jones. I know you were there for that. Let's start with that moment. Um, you know, you and Jeff's relationship over, over a period of time since you've been on campus, what was that like? And uh, as coaches, obviously, of different sports, but uh, how much you know communication was there between the two of you over the years? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean Jeff and I are friends. I mean, I, you know, I, it, uh, I don't know if there's a simpler way to put it than that. You know, I, I have a lot of respect for Jeff as a coach um, and just watching how he interacts with, with his team and, and those sort of things. It's a little hard because our seasons are in weird things, at, you know, weird times, so we're not really able to hang out uh, maybe as much as we'd want 
you know, a little bit over the summer and, and that sort of thing, uh, late spring. Uh, but no, I, I really, 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 um, have a ton of respect for Jeff. It, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like he started talking about his, his wife, uh, Danae, who I also love and, and is very dear friends with my wife. Um, yeah, I, I started tearing up cause he's talking about the importance of a coach's wife and, um, and, and I know how much she's helped him in his career and those sort of thing. And, you know, you just, you automatically start thinking about your wife and, and my, my wife, Jen, who's sacrificed a bunch. And yeah, I mean, I, you could see and feel how genuine he was about it. And, you know, that was a, that was a, a pretty emotional moment for me. I know he, he, he made fun of me last night. We had a, uh, dinner with donors and he and he happened to be there and he kind of made fun of me because he's like I was looking at you hoping you'd be you know I, I could look at you and be stronger in that moment and then you started tearing up and he goes it just made me worse and I was like yeah well yeah you you chose the wrong horse in that one you know yeah. I mean geez I've I've I've, I've uh, you know not proudly I've cried in press conferences before so I don't know why he thought that one was going to be any different once he started going down that path. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, that, w- that was very emotional. And, uh, you know, today a lot of emotions, too. I mean, with Mike Jones coming in, for especially for guys my age who were uh, here when he played, and, and I've known Mike for, for many years up in D.C., and, uh, man, that that is uh, that was something today, a, quite a production they put on for him. Yeah, it was great. It was great. You know, I didn't actually – it was – I didn't actually get to shake his hand or even say hello to him. I, I was able to say hello to his wife um, and just, you know um, – I said I would help with anything that she needs, but really I was just offering up my wife services. I, I, I don't know anything yeah. about anything, yeah. um, unless it has to do with L.R. Hill or football. I don't know what, what possible use I would be, but um, yeah, I, it, it was great. And, and I thought it uh, spoke a lot to the passion of you know Old Dominion, especially for you know basketball. Um, but I think it also um, speaks to what people think about him. You know, I mean, there are a lot of people there and a lot of people very excited. Um, it was awesome to see uh, Jeff there um, also supporting it. I know how excited he was um, about this hire, and, and, and he thinks it's going to be a great hire. So, you know, if Jeff says that uh, Mike's a great basketball coach then and, and, and Dr. Selig and Dr. Hemphill, then guess what? I, I think he's the best basketball coach I could possibly ever have. So I'm excited for that because – People probably see me at games all the time. Listen, I, I love going to the games, and I and I want to um, support them as much as as much as possible. And so I'm I'm excited to be able to you know work with them. Yeah, we, we him and, him and I have a conversation. Had a conversation that we just uh, played a little while ago, and uh, he he knows how important football can be for basketball in terms of the recruitment front, and that's not something that obviously he experienced when he was at ODU as a player, and, and to have that now, and he saw it at Virginia Tech, obviously saw it at uh, Maryland uh, this past season as well. But he, he's excited about that aspect as as the guy who's now in charge of the program to uh, to bring recruits in and, and be here on uh, fall days and, and seeing big football games. Yeah, I mean it's great. You know, I mean obviously it can work both ways, right? I mean we we always bring recruits. Uh, basketball games too so it, it does need to be something that uh you know is a very symbiotic relationship yeah a lot, lot of great synergy there today between all the different programs that, and coaches that came out to support mike and, and likewise as they did to support jeff as well but uh coach great talking to you can't wait to uh, see the product here this spring and talk to you very soon uh, ricky ronnie good enough to get some time thank you so much yeah just like I say i hope everyone comes out and supports uh Delisha and the women's basketball team tonight against JMU. Uh, wide out, so let's try to uh, pack that thing up and help them get that third seed. That's awesome. Big game tonight, no doubt about it. Thanks a lot, Coach Ronnie. We'll talk to you again soon. Ricky Ronnie, Scott Jackson Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. 
All right, uh, we continue here at Football at Four. I got uh, 21 Savage American Dream Tour tickets to give away, um, presented by Live Nation. Um, that uh, comes up on June 4th at the uh, Veteran United Home Loans Amphitheater. Uh, be on the list now for that. We'll do that this hour. Um, we'll give away those tickets this hour. Um, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. If you want to text us, you want to get on the Ballyhoo's phone line, those are the ways to reach us. Those are the ways to communicate with us. Or on the X at Jackson Sports or at ESPN Radio 941. All right, let's do this. I want to hear from Caleb Williams today at the Combine. It was quarterback's talk day uh, at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis. And Caleb Williams, the presumative number one overall pick who will most likely be a Chicago Bear, but also happens to be from D.C., played at Gonzaga. And, of course, at uh, Oklahoma and USC, was asked about potentially – you know, if things were to change playing in his hometown. Like I've said before, it's familiar. It's, it's, it's hometown, um, as everybody knows. And, uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be really cool to, to be back there and, and, and experience that. Um, the, the meeting went really well. Um, and, and um, you know, being around those, you know, everybody was in the room. So being around everybody, um, you know, just getting, getting a taste of, you know, how they are, who they are, because like you said, everything's new there. All right, so it's a little Caleb Williams on DC. You know, he's not he's not acting like a guy who would, uh, you know, absolutely just fall head over heels if he was with his hometown team, right? No, no. He's been very good at just being very matter-of-fact about all the things, whether it's the Washington situation, the Chicago situation, or anything else they throw at him. He's just very matter-of-fact about all of it. And, um, you know, again, a guy who didn't have – does not have an agent right now, does not have – probably that that combine school to have gone to to learn how to handle the stuff i mean he's been in a huge spotlight needless to say for a long time with what he's been you know dealt with at uh you know with with the fact that he's you know been the number one guy he was you know in la i mean he's did a lot of spotlight on him so he's got practice in this but i think he is you know a lot of things have been said about him but not by him and i think now that he's actually doing all the talking and nobody's talking about him or for him he's handled it very well yeah, so far he's 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 certainly kind of shrugged off a little bit of that, you know, arrogance that maybe was the perception of him before this process and now that you're getting getting to hear him in his own words, that I kinda don't I don't kinda don't feel like that anymore. So here's what you want to see though. You still you're you're Sonny Weaver. You want to know who was the birthday party, <laughs> uh why there weren't more teammates or any teammates at his birthday party when you don't care that he got arrested. You want to know why there were no teammates at the birthday party. That is that is your position on Caleb Williams. I, I feel it. I feel, you can say it. It's fine. I, I just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just worried that he was putting on airs a little bit uh-huh. and, and, you know, being a little power yeah. hungry. Okay. Maybe that's still the case, but he's, he's acquitting himself very nicely so far, at least. He had a great apartment in LA. I don't know why. Oh, he did. Uh, and I, I mean, I, no apologies for that either, dude. You got your awesome LA pad. If you, you guys can have not seen that, this, woo. yeah. You know, Cliff Kingsbury, and he could take notes on who had a better pad. You know, Kingsbury, the COVID draft, <laughs> or Caleb with the L.A. apartment last year. Do, um, they, do they have those similar pads in Ashburn? I feel like you'd know. Yeah, yeah not really. <laughs> I mean, you'd be looking out at, like, mountains or at your neighbor. <laughs> mountains are nice. <laughs> your options in Ashburn. You're like, you can be either out in the boondocks or you can be on top of each other in some type of newish thing. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, for those that don't understand, the he did not get arrested. He didn't have a birthday party fight or anything. That That's a reference from the worst sports movie in the history of sports movies, Draft Day with Kevin Costner. All right, Jaden Daniels also met with the commanders, and uh, the LSU quarterback uh, broke down what uh, stood out for him. 
Him, it was just how cool uh, the whole staff was. Obviously, uh, Dan Quinn, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, all those type of guys. I was to be able to sit in there and really just get to know people. Uh, you know, you, you can see them on TV, see everybody coaching uh, behind the scenes. So be able to go on there and just have a, a conversation with them. That's the coolest part for me. All right, so that was a little uh, Jaden Daniels. Not tipping his hand. Didn't show over, over too emotional either one way or the other. You know, just matter of fact, tells you what happened. Uh, then there was Drake May, the the guy who's kind of foreseen right now as the third quarterback for now. Uh, there is the weird situation that could be in place if the commanders liked him, which would be they would be bringing him in to an organization also happens to have his buddy, the guy he played behind uh, at North Carolina before he became the starter, Sam Howell. So Drake May was asked about that potential awkward situation. Um, you know, Sam is, uh, shoot, has been a mentor to me in college, and uh, it's one of those things where um, there's a lot bigger problems out there in the world than you know being with one of your best friends in the quarterback room. So I think um, you know it's not it's not awkward for us, and it's just a, just business. Just business. There you go. And again, he might be the one that was mentored by Sam Howell, but when the two of them are together, it looks like a father son outing <laughs> when Howell's the child. Uh, he's <laughs> so does. small next to Drake May. I mean. And again, Drake May, you know, his brothers are huge. I mean, the whole family's huge. Like, they're all athletes, right? The brother was obviously a stud basketball player um, at Carolina not too long ago. And it just he looks ridiculous with him next to Hal. They were at the uh, Duke Carolina game, right, at, at Chapel yep. Hill just a few yep. weeks ago. And they were they were pictured together. And, and Sam Howell looks like an eighth grader stepping up next to, like, his big brother or something. It's Boy, is that the worst thing that could have happened to Sam Howell was that picture? That picture, really. And it's it just reminds you, like, how different the, the builds are. That's what a first-round pick looks like uh-huh. in terms of physique and build. This is what a guy who fell into day three <laughs> looks like. I mean, it really, you know. <laughs> Sad. But yet Sam Howell played football in the NFL. Not Nobody else. None of these other guys can say that to this point. All right. Um, here was the other wild card one that was interesting today. J.J. McCarthy. Uh, you might have seen this this morning. There is um, a couple NFL types now that want to talk on the record. Well, of course, not on the record. Off the record, the, you know, sources say dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. Sources with teams say dot, dot, dot. They're not, giving the, they're not putting their names on this. But they want you to put this out in the atmosphere. And again, this is liar season. I get it. But there could be some sm- – I mean, there there is a little smoke here to J.J. McCarthy. There's no question about it. The fact that he has been pumped up enough for a guy who, compared to these other quarterbacks in terms of actual production, yes, he was in the national championship team, but he was not asked to throw the football a ton. Um, it's, just, it's interesting to see how much uh, excitement there is around him and some projections in round one. And I don't think these are just like, you know, mock drafters in their mom's basement putting this out there for the fun of it. I think there are real NFL people that believe this about them. Now, how many are there? And would these guys who aren't putting their names on it actually do that if they had the option of taking one of the other three quarterbacks that we just mentioned? But anyway, J.J. McCarthy today, Athletic DC, my boy Ben Standing had this story about how there are some folks now saying that he could go as high as number two. Yes, I know. That's what I thought, right? Like, really? Ben, really? But no, it's not Ben's words. It's people that he's talked to at the Combine from other organizations. So I think it's interesting. But anyway, here was J.J. McCarthy. He also, interestingly enough, the commanders who picked number two did speak to J.J. McCarthy in a meeting. Just the overall energy, you know, it was my first one. So I was like super nervous, I'm not going to lie. And uh, sweating a little bit. And, you know, Coach Quinn was just awesome. I got to talk to... Uh, Mr. Peters right before the meeting and you know just a great vibe very welcoming and you know going through the clips and everything and Coach Cliff Kingsbury was just like hey if you get a matchup out here and 
you really like it, could you just, you know, switch it to go on the outside, you know, something like I wish, just little stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it was just great to meet them, great to, you know, talk ball with them, and I had a lot of fun doing it. So basically, he just told you a little bit about Coach Harbaugh. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> he just told on Coach Harbaugh. So could I switch out of the run? No, not chance. Not a Don't chance. Don't you dare. Don't you dare do anything that stupid, son. You know, just run the play that came in from the sideline or on the card or whatever it is. Uh, so anyway, that was JJ McCarthy. That was pretty funny. Yeah. It, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think that was in the, there wasn't a lot of audibling, uh, to passes in the no. old playbook there. No. So, that was uh, that was him today talking about uh, his meeting with uh, Washington as well. But again, you know, the second position, they're still doing their due diligence. I mean, I guess there's not there is a perhaps a scenario where they would move backwards, right? And then he would be available still if they if they really really liked him after they dive into him. So you got to do it. Um, absolutely have to do it. We're here for Michael Penix. Who look, he put up a lot of good things on tape and played in huge games this year. Probably nobody nobody played in as many weeks of, of like, okay, we expect you to lose games than Michael Penix did. That is very true. Every week they were picked to lose for about a five week stretch and until the very, very end, they won every single one of them. All right, seven five seven, six eight seven, ninety-four, ninety-four. Um, we'll get to more of this audio today from the combine on the other side. Any thoughts you have about any of this stuff right now? I mean, can you really believe anything now? I mean, I'm still kind of on the mindset of it's Caleb Williams, it's Jaden Daniels, and Drake May. Despite all the, you know, the Jedi mind tricks we've gone through this week about Jaden Daniels, some, you know, certain NFL analysts like him better, that's fine. Uh, but I, I'm still not falling for it yet. I don't know if, you, if, you, if you've changed your mind at all in your top three, feel free to share. 757-687-9494. All right, James has got the update coming up. We'll give away uh, 21 Savage tickets later this hour, so be on the list for, out for that. And interesting stuff from Marvin Harrison Jr. at the uh, Combine today. When I mean interesting stuff from him, as in where is he? Uh, we'll get to that all. Coming up in your calls on the Bally Hoos phone line, 757-687-9494. Scott Jackson, your Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law. James with him. Let's get your sports center. All right, we are uh, brought to you by Larry King Law. Uh, I'll tell you what, want to do this? No, let's do this. No, it's not yet. Let's not yet. Oh, so let, me, oh let me slow back. Let me step it back a minute. We will give away tickets sooner rather than later to uh, 21 Savages. Uh, show coming up on the uh, 6th of, no, it's the 4th of June or is it 6th of June? Why do I keep getting the two of them confused? <laughs> Maybe you've got important things to do. I don't there. know. I it's don't the 4th. It's the 4th. Okay, thank you. June 4th. I knew there was a 6th, and I knew there was a 4 in there. All right. Well, it's 6-4, it's so there, there you there go. go. 6-4, there you go. That makes sense. All right, we'll do that here in a little bit. Um, Want to get to this Michael Penix stuff, too, but uh, let's do this. Let's hit the phone line, Valley Hills phone line, 757-687-9494. Bill in Williamsburg, standing by. What is up, Bill? Hey, Scott. Hey, I heard they're going to change the name of the stadium. And they're also, I saw the good news, really good news, was they're not decided on the name, the commanders, that they don't think it's urgent to change it yet, but there's a good chance they're going to change that too. And I was uh, talking with uh, my cat Skippy, and we came up with the idea, wouldn't it be great and make it a lot more fun if they changed the name of the stadium to Dinosaur Stadium? And then each player could be his own selection of what dinosaur he wanted on his helmet. So you could, so Caleb, instead of sounding sort of bored with the idea of commanders, you say, hey, Caleb, would you like to play at Dinosaur Stadium? And you can pick, and he said, well, I want to be pterodactyl. 
Oh, well, that's open. Pterodactyl's open. Okay, so we'll put that on your helmet if you come here. He'd be like, whoa, that is so cool. Daddy, I play for nothing for you guys. And then, and then you got everybody else with their own saber-toothed tiger would be uh, one of the halfbacks, you know. And everybody gets to pick their own dinosaur. And then the, the announcer can, and then when the, and then when they make a first down, they can put like a pterodactyl noise, like, oh, 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 over the whole stadium, you know, something really cool like that. <laughs> All right. Well, it is 5 o'clock somewhere. It is a Friday, Bill. Thank you uh, for that. All right, buddy. Have a good one. That's interesting. Um, pterodactyl stadium. I, I, I don't... Dinosaurs. Uh, Did the Raptors already try to do that to make themselves... I think Bill clearly knows more about pterodactyls than I do. Uh, he does. He, he did the noise and everything. That was interesting. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not sure. Um where Bill's coming from, literally. Like, I, I don't know where he's coming from. You, you, ne- you never know no, um, what's going to happen. Yeah. Anyway, very interesting. And, and the le- you know, the least surprising part of that entire call was that he's talking to his cat. I mean, that doesn't even phase me anymore, um, which is which is wild how that's become normal for me. Like, it doesn't even move my... It's an like, understood thing. Like, it's just, just kind of like, okay, yeah, his cat talks. I know that. I mean, it doesn't even register to me as being different anymore. But the other part of it was very interesting about... The pterodactyl, I guess. I don't know. Did I? It, did they say they're not sticking with it? I didn't think they did that, right? Nobody said that. Nobody said that. Yeah, yeah I think what what uh, Jason Wright said the other day was right. Now they've got a million other things going on. But he, yeah, I mean, at the end of it, they're not going to commit one way or the other uh, because I think they have this crazy idea, crazy idea that. Winning may make people not care so much. You think about about whether or not the name is too long, or was picked by the previous owner everybody hated. I think that that's kind of what they want to see. They just want to test drive that, right? Like they want to do like a a test market for like what if we were actually good for once, and we had this long name with a lot of letters that you uh-huh. can't shorten unless you want to be the commies or the durs or the or the, or the um, manders, which is really stupid too. Um, but anyway, hey, by the way, on the football side of it, Nick Gates has also been cut today. Wow, it's just a chopping block kind of day. So I guess the roster evaluation's over. <laughs> <laughs> I think the roster evaluations uh, are over right now. And it's funny because Bobby Johnson was just hired by the commanders, the former Giants offensive line coach. And he's like, yeah, get Nick Gates out of here. Um, he didn't make that much money either. That's only going to save like 1.99 mil. So if you're scoring at home, it's like, what, 15-ish now, I guess, in money that's been saved. Today. Look, we didn't need to be giving up a ham sandwich for Nick Gates. so No doubt. Uh, Rich in Hampton says, um, since FedEx Field left, uh, should we rename the stadium the Hog Pen at America Team Stadium in the nation's capital? Wow. <laughs> or Yeah, that's a very long-winded you thing. You thought Commanders was long. You thought Commanders was long. We now we have a longer stadium name to match that up. That was, that was Rich in Norfolk. I'm sorry. Uh, Rich in Hampton, um, you're going to change the name. It should be Hogs. What about Red Hogs? Yeah, I know, the dinosaurs. I thought okay. Red Hogs was okay. Red Hogs, I don't hate. If we're going to no, don't get me started on this. We're going to get all these like a million texts and emails now, and you know. Well, that, it, this is like the one name, thing, dummy. This is like the one thing I agree with Smoot on. Yeah, what's that? I was a Red Wolves guy. Oh, he was no, he was big Red Wolves, and that was really the only reason that I rooted against it because um, just to piss him <laughs> off, and it worked out great. So every time ODU plays Arkansas State, I take a picture of the mascot, like on like you know the scoreboard, and send it to him, and it just 
ticks him off and he, he well i can't tell you what he says to me but anyway he says a lot of i was gonna say to there's yeah. no way you yeah. can reveal that yeah football team caring about football seems strange yeah i know isn't that weird uh, yes yeah, it's, it's, it's like because in the, in the past it's been like a marketing branch like we're a marketing arm that also plays football that's how my friend uh richard walker used to describe it that's true um and they, they weren't even a good marketing at that. thing yeah they weren't even good at that no they weren't even good at that uh, somebody rich in Norfolk says about warhogs. Eh, it's not terrible. Uh, this we're we're about to. Get we don't want to get a warthog because they had a bad indoor soccer team. I yeah, believe that was a that's DC warthogs. Yeah. That's not happening. Uh, who let that guy talk? <laughs> Y'all are better than what? It, it calls in. Okay, you can call in too. You don't have to be gun shy. You guys are all chicken to call in these days. I don't know what the deal is with that. Seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. The texting has become such a lazy drug for the people that used to be callers are now just texters. Now, look, I'm not going to lie to you. There's days our phone system's about 50-50. Uh, Today is one of those yeah, days. Much like um, <laughs> Rod Gardner back in the day, for those of you that are fans of that ah. franchise. He was a Rod, Rod Gardner, who I believe Bruce Smith, Norfolk's own, uh, nicknamed 50-50 uh, because he was 50-50 to catch the football. Fair enough. Um, is the dinosaur guy on drugs? You know, I, I don't know. I mean, he might be high on life, people. I mean, come on. Such... So judgy. And he, again, they're calling him Dinosaur Guy. They don't even mention that his cat talks to him. That's what I love. Everybody that's, has that's become the norm that yeah. Bill's cat is a talking cat, and they don't even, it doesn't even register to no, them. No, it does not. Yeah, that he is a talking cat anymore. That's just like, okay, fine. I mean, so what? You know, I mean, I guess if he said his cat was driving him, then you guys would really be uh, triggered and off the rails. All right, 757-687-9494, 757-687-9494. Pally, his phone line. It's also the text line where all the, where all the critics are. Uh, by the way, one of our um, one of my friends in DC media who uh, just texted me—he's actually in Baltimore media now. Used to be in DC. He's at WJZ in Baltimore. Tells me that um, he was reacting to one of the Mike Jones tweets I had earlier, and he said, "Congrats, you guys got a good one." He goes, "My freshman guidance counselor too. He went to Dematha. Wow. So Mike, in addition to being, you know, you actually you have to teach, right? Like in a high school, you don't get to just goof off. He was a counselor as well. I didn't. That's that's hilarious. It's good to know. Um, I don't know if. Uh, uh, hopefully, uh, Danny wasn't too much of a too much of a headache for Mike. Uh, <laughs> but see, but look at that though, Molder of young minds. That's right. Like That's on and off the court, I like that. It's cool. All right, let's do this. Let's um, hear Michael Penix. So Michael Penix is kind of the forgotten quarterback. Very productive, uh, very successful winner. Except for the last game, it was his worst game by far. Oh, Nobody's yeah. going to deny that. But the overall body works pretty good but certainly you know there's a medical side of this especially from the indiana days that has people scared so here's michael Penix on why he thinks he he shouldn't have to be answering the questions or is answering the questions about whether or not he's a franchise quarterback i mean i'll say man i'm a proven winner you know everywhere i've been you know obviously it, it took help from teammates but um I, I found ways to win with my team you know and um just a lot of different situations you know you you look back at my time in Indiana, you know, I, I really I didn't have anybody that was drafted on my on the offense all four years, you know, but we still was able to find success, you know, there, you know, moved to University of Washington and was able to find a lot of success there under Coach DeBoer and Coach Grubb, you know, so a proven winner and you know, obviously I, I feel like I can make every throw on the field. So uh, that I feel like that's a big big thing too. That is a big thing, and here's another uh big thing that he said there that uh, kind of gets overlooked at times because we, you know, wonder why uh you know, Jaden Daniels, for example, had such an amazing season, the eye-popping numbers. Well, he has two guys, you know, that are going to be first-round picks that he was, you know, on his wide receiver court. One that's going to be a top 10 pick. Yeah, one that's a top 10. Drake May had none of that, as we were discussing yesterday, compared to some teams of the past. Uh, you look at, um, you know, certainly with with the situation Penix just pointed out, I mean, 
The te- now he did have a lot of. He's got first round talent from this this Washington team. Ozunye obviously, is yeah, got first yeah, round that's talent. one. But when he was at Indiana, I think that's a really interesting thing to look at for in terms of the uh, evaluation on him, right? To dive into the Indiana tape because actually there he did beat Michigan at Indiana. That he did with a lot less talent as he mentioned. This is pro- you know, and again the injuries are, are uh, probably as much of anything that pe- scares people about Penix. He's older. Same thing with Bo Nix. They're older. Uh, those things get looked at. I also think that's what helps J.J. McCarthy here because he's like 21. So I think that kind of like, ooh, he's a little bit younger than you know some of these other guys. Like There's guys in the NFL now that are the same age or younger than Penix and Bo Nix that are, are quarterbacks. So, Jalen Hurts being one of them, I believe. Right. So I think that's one of the things that people are of franchises might be a little reluctant to. But no, he he's going to fall into a spot. He's not going to get drafted in the top 10 or he might not even be drafted in the first part of the first round. But he's going to end up going somewhere where they're really pretty good. Probably they probably got a pretty good core around him. He's going to slide in. He's not going to be asked to be the starter right, right away. But if he had a play, you would trust him probably quicker than a lot of these young dudes that are going to get picked towards the top of the draft. I feel like he's one of these dudes that you almost like a Lamar Jackson type situation with the Ravens did, where you trade back into the first round to get the guy that to get that fifth year option so you trade up with like the chiefs at the end of the first round or something like that just to be able to grab him to get that fifth year option if you're going to get him in the second round anyway like if he's on your board for the second round you're picking towards the top of the second round trade back into the first right there at the bottom wouldn't cost you a ton and you get that fifth year option If, if it works out then you've got him for at least five years Got a lot of people texting me. We did this in what we missed yesterday. That's Jerry Jones stuff. Yeah, he lost his appeal um, and has been ordered to take a paternity test. And I don't know if this is going to be, for those that have asked me this on the text line, if it's going to be on the Maury Povich show or not. But it does feel like if you had to do it on a TV show, the well, Maury Povich show is the only show you go to to get a paternity Maury's test. Maury's retired, but I'm sure he'd come out of retirement for this. <laughs> right, that's true. I was going to say Springer, but he's he's very retired. Like Springer was retired, retired. I'm pretty sure, right? He, I think he's no longer. I, I believe this. he's no longer. Yeah, this, so yes. I got to be careful with that. All right, seven five seven six eight seven ninety four ninety four. Twenty one Savage tickets. Caller number two. Other uh, yours. Um, uh, be fast. Caller number two. Seven five seven six eight seven twenty four twenty four. Seven uh, twenty one Savage tickets for the show on June fourth, uh, presented by Live Nation. All right, coming up, we'll um, get into where in the world. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. has been, and uh, more of your texts, more of your calls off of uh, Combine News. 5 o'clock hour, Mike Jones, if you missed it earlier uh, with us after his press conference today. New Old Dominion head basketball coach, you'll hear from him along with me at 5 here. Scott Jackson, show Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry Kingwell. We are uh, brought to you by Larry Kingwell. Hey, congrats to Andre in Norfolk uh, going to see 21 Savages. Uh, 21 Savage Tour, excuse me. That's coming up uh, on the 4th of june to um to veteran united home loans amphitheater uh congrats uh to andre enjoy that uh, we will have other tickets to give away throughout the program toyota owners 400 which is on the 31st that of course the race up in richmond and um the uh whatever oh the outlaws music festival 2024 willie nelson and family bob dylan you got a robert plan allison kraus but uh, again andre walks away with the 21 savage American Dream Tour, uh, for, presented by LiveNation.com. All right, so got a lot of text uh, on the text line right now at uh, 757-687-9494. Um, we got confirmation that Jerry Springer is dead. Thank you for that. Um, 
Pittsburgh Ross says at least if Skippy is driving, he won't be texting while he drives because he has no thumbs. That's a really good point. <laughs> that but is he can a good do point. voice to text, though. Skippy can talk, obviously. Hello, he's a that's talking a, cat. That's Hello. another good point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rich in Norfolk on his Warhogs. He goes, look, we, we uh, love our team. We uh, are hungry, and uh, we're in a great organization winning like in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> are hungry. All right, so Warhogs. Okay, I got you. All right, I think that's what he's trying to sell me on. Uh, I think um, they could bring back a Native American symbol and call them the Natives. Nope. No, they actually nope. don't. No. Eh, nope. Incorrect. Incorrect. They're not going to be doing You'd that. be better off trying to bring back the name and using a potato. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, it's not happening. Only in Kansas City and Atlanta can you get away with any of that stuff. Just uh, imagine a giant potato. Right. As your logo. Well, yeah, that was a, red, a red skin joke. potato. That was the Kornheiser joke for decades. Um, Chris in Urbana uh, said, uh, I haven't been paying attention that close. Just saw a paternity test thing today. Guys, like 108. How old? Is it at least from 20 years ago? <laughs> so, okay. I wasn't going to do the Jerry Jones paternity <laughs> See, test. Now here. you're getting sucked now into gotta, it. Now you've sucked me into the Jerry Jones paternity test story. It, it's kind of an oldish story. It's been out there for a while. If it has Jerry involved, it's oldish. Right, right. So here's the essential of the story. The end of the day is I, he's been paying off this family for a long time. I don't think he's in any type of denial that it's his his child, right? His love child, so to speak. Uh, but what the problem is, Mrs. Jones, Jerry's wife, his only wife uh, ever, uh, does not want that to be revealed in her lifetime, I don't believe. I think this is what the crux of the issue is, right? Like his wife does not want this to make the light of day. But yesterday, a judge upheld the decision requiring that he take the paternity test. It's a dispute with a 27-year-old woman who says the billionaire is her biological father. Again, um, this woman has uh, been suing, is suing for this in a Dallas court since March of 2022. Uh, her name's Alexandra Davis. They had separate lawsuits. She was conceived from relationship Jones had with her mother in the mid-90s. So this is the, how about them Cowboys era, yep. you know? And I don't know, maybe this is when maybe this is when Jimmy was around and, you know, he, he, he could get out of the office a little bit more and he was feeling himself a little bit, you know? I mean, anyway, Jones' wife, Jean, they've been married since 1963. They have three legitimate children, uh, all work in the front office. Uh, Jerry, 81, team president. Um, the original lawsuit claimed that he pursued Cynthia Davis, who was also married at the time after they met while she was working for American Airlines out of Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, their settlement uh, allegedly called for Jones to pay Cynthia Davis $375,000 for the daughter, Alexandra Davis, to receive a certain monthly, annual, and special funding from a trust until she was 21, as well as a lump sum payments when she turned 24, 26, and 28. Attorneys for Jones said Alexandra Davis has received millions of dollars from Jones in her lifetime, according to court documents. So again, if you, I don't think you would just willy-nilly pay somebody millions of dollars if they weren't no. your child, no. or you didn't have a real suspicion that they were your love child, so to speak. Just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Chris Urbana says, "Okay, so he was hanging out with Michael Irvin back in the day." Well, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when you're not the face of the franchise. Oh, uh, yeah, he, was and he wasn't. He wasn't back then. So. Uh, he was something of the franchise. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I but, thought it was. I thought the song went, "Me and Mrs. Yeah. Jones had." Okay. Yeah. Guess yeah. not. I guess it was the other way around. Yeah, no doubt. Um, there's been a Jamin Davis verdict today, in addition to three cuts. What was the Jamin Davis verdict? That he's an idiot. I hope he never gets to drive again. I'll tell you that right now. Um, the original conviction called for 30 days in jail, issued it as appeal, reckless driving charge. He's going to get uh, 
180 jail time, 180 days of jail time, all of which was suspended. Suspended, yeah. yeah. There we go. License suspended for just six months. Still have to do community service, really. Oh, you do the math though. That's uh, that's September. Yeah. Guess who's going to need a ride to to uh, Commander's Park? Yeah, he, he definitely should not be driving. I mean, again, just for those, if you ever been to Commander's Park, it is on Loudoun County Parkway. There's a lot of uh, businesses out there. If you get to the very bottom of Loudoun County Parkway from uh, Commander's Park, you will run into a neighborhood, or several neighborhoods, actually. And this jackass was driving well over 100 miles an hour. And this comes just months after seeing one of his teammates kill his fiance yep. racing on Gum Springs Road out in Loudoun County. Flipped his car, talking about the Shazer Everett incident. And this was also one of those incidents, by the way, talking to Ron Rivera for a minute, and everybody's like, what a great duty is. He used that as some type of like flip it on like why we've been through tough times team thing, even though he had to know via his team security that his player was in the wrong. He tried to flip this around like this was some unavoidable tragedy that the team went through, when in fact it was very avoidable. Just don't mm-hmm. drag race anybody, A, and B, certainly don't do it with your fiance in the front seat of the freaking car. Um, but anyway... I digress. What, what a uh, anyway, that one really bothers me. Maybe because I used to drive that road all the time. But anyway, Jamin Davis. And oh, by the way, he sucks. I mean, just to just to get <laughs> that, that out of my chest, he's most, not very good. That either, is the okay? second yeah. most important. He's part not of that, that good. Yeah. Okay, it sucks is extreme, but he's not that good. I don't know. Sucks uh, isn't very extreme. Uh, he's pretty bad. Anyway, you know what else is weird? Is um not showing up to a job interview. <laughs> As, as uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., he said he wasn't going to do um, any any of the physical part of it, right? He said he's not going to work out, wasn't going to be physical. But then he stiffed everybody on the media front today to do not, – not media front, but to, on team front. Like he didn't stiff all the teams in the interviews today, right. which is weird. Like why are you doing – why are you making this harder than it needs to be? You're ultra talented. I mean, this, this is not a big ask. I mean, a million players before and after yours will just do it, but did not – Show up for the uh, scheduled uh, combine presser today as well, and it's kind of weird. I mean, he's I guess trying to make it interesting. Well, he did say he wasn't going to Indy at all, but as you were pontificating on earlier, there is this thing called Zoom, and you could yeah. certainly make yourself available during the combine on Zoom to to do interviews and take questions from the media. At least do the interviews with the team. If you don't want to talk to the media, I guess yeah. that's fine. But like, at least do your team interviews. But he wants to wait until well, he knew he was on the schedule, visit, so. right? He knew yeah. he was on the schedule. Yeah, he um, did. I mean, again, he was scheduled for today. So he, he had some point or somebody in his camp had said he'll be there, and then he didn't show up today, Friday morning, for it. Which is weird. I mean, you know, again, he had told people that uh, he was not working out this week. Did arrive, though, to do the measurements. He did that much. He did do the the medical part, if you will. Um, and he was not working out the combine or a pro day. And he didn't speak, again, decided just to blow off his media veil. And, you know, probably won't even hurt his stock, though, after all that. Yeah, because everybody and in, in their brother's been telling him yeah, since so the end of the season that yeah. he's the top receiver in the draft and that it's not even close. So why does he need to make a good showing? No doubt. All right, 757-687-9494. Hit the text line. Ballyhoo's phone line as well. We'll take a timeout. Mike Jones, Old Dominion head coach, uh, introduced today. Our conversation coming up next. Uh, also, again, we got more tickets to give away. We'll give away the NASCAR tickets we got the um, Willie Nelson tickets before we get out of here. We're here till about 6.30 before Old Dominion and Georgia Southern. Scott Jackson, Show Friday Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We are brought to you by Larry King Law.